0: Thank and welcome back to another week of Roll Film. We are just cruising through John Hughes January and we are almost to the end of it. We've got Today, She's Having a Baby, 1988's PG-13 release and who other than the Baconator himself, Kevin Bacon, is the star of this movie along with Elizabeth McGovern and I wasn't expecting Alec Baldwin to be in this movie, but sure enough, there he was. There
1: he was, ready to be the, <laughs> the douchebag guy.
0: The douchebag guy, which I have a lot of questions for you about this guy. About
1: well, we now. have a guest. Can we talk we about- We do have a
0: guest. I'm going to kick it over to the guest real quick before I do the budget, or I'll kick it over to the guest to do the budget. Ladies and gentlemen, we have a special guest for you. Uh, if you didn't already see from clicking on the podcast, my beautiful fiance, John Cormany. No, I'm kidding. Mindy.
1: <laughs>
2: Hello everybody. Budget for this film was twenty million dollars. Nice. The gross worldwide was only 16 million. Wah,
1: wah. Dang. Opening weekend though, what did it do?
2: Uh, that's a big number. I don't know how to do math. 3.8 million.
1: <laughs> I guess she didn't have a million dollar baby, right?
2: Oof. Dang. <laughs>
0: Got him. Well, John, this was your suggestion, so I'm going to kick it the beach ball over to you. What did you think about this movie, and where does this land for you on the John Hughes-averse?
1: The (laughs) Hughes-a-meter? You know, I told you that I had seen this, and I liked it, but I think I forgot a lot. And I, I, I really remember seeing this movie, probably on TBS or something randomly, when Basic Cable was my babysitter. When you think of a John Hughes movie, this one doesn't come into your mind. Not because, like, it sucks or or anything like that. It's just, it's not a teen comedy. It's barely a comedy. I mean, there's obviously comedic things and over-the-top type things. But this is really, like, I don't know, like an everyman type story. Like, it's about growing up, which is a big part, I guess, of John Hughes. It takes place in between college or like not finishing college, getting, you know, falling in love and, you know, spoiler alert, the baby doesn't really even come into play until the last, what, fourth, last third of the movie.
0: Fourth for sure. It's like almost at the end of the movie.
1: Well, yeah, but even just like discussing having a baby uh, is, yeah, is very late bad. in the game.
0: For sure. I would say just after the half. Uh, we started talking about babies and baby right.
1: stuff. i watched it and i felt like a i wish i hadn't watched it on pluto because good lord so many ads boo i know i was like man they they say it's free to watch but it is not they are going to take your time but so we have a narrator and the baconator which was awesome and he wants to be a writer he gets his bachelor's you know doesn't finishes masters and things like that you see a lot of john hughes familiar faces throughout this entire movie especially the end credits which was awesome that was that was really good i have to believe that this was written in a way that hughes was dealing with his own growing up dilemma i don't know if that's the answer but it really felt like man this dude's struggling like the jokes are there but there's a lot more real stuff in this and uh i guess you should probably did you give a synopsis already? That matters. Oh, man.
0: I probably didn't, did I? I was. Really it's actually
1: old. Mindy's fault because she was giving the budget, so... I know. You
2: guys hopped over to me. What do you want me to do about it?
1: I want you to do your job.
0: Do it right.
2: I, I did my job. Just well, out... do it live!
0: Uh, young newlyweds find out just how unprepared they are for their future together. I would say that is extremely accurate. Maybe made the mistake of watching the trailer to this movie before... It uh I watched it again. I've never seen this movie before in my life. Now the trailer amplifies that there's tension in between the bride and the groom the entire time, and there's so much disconnect. It almost felt like I was expecting the movie to be like a shotgun wedding scenario because and not not the movie that we reviewed uh earlier than last year, but like a literal one where he was forced into this because I thought maybe she was pregnant. Like, and that's why they had to get married, blah, 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 It was worse than the chemistry between Jonah Hill and the other side of you people between, like, a couple. Like, I felt that they didn't care about each other at all. There was always this tension. There wasn't, like, a true love. And maybe that's between Kevin Bacon and Elizabeth. I can't remember her last name. McGovern. McGovern. Like, I, they just didn't seem to click all that well. So I thought that they were a very terrible newlywed in love type scenario because none of it was like fresh love at all (laughs) and then also alec baldwin i think mindy and i have the same opinion about this (laughs) but i we have not talked yet about this movie so i'm very excited about all this did they start the movie out with him as his gay best friend and then halfway through it they decided to maybe turn it that he was a playboy degenerate because I was convinced up until the very end of him trying to come on to Elizabeth that he was gay and he was in love with Kevin Bacon. His love for Kevin Bacon was much more than his wife. And I think that to suspend belief or not, that was a huge issue with me that there was just no chemistry between the lead actors and there was more chemistry and like I said, I thought that they were really trying to make Alec Baldwin gay, which is fine. Like, that's great. I wish they would have ran with that because that would have made a lot more sense to me. But it seemed like they just abandoned that storyline. So, um, Mindy, I'm going to slide the puck over to you. Well, it was the
1: 80s, so, you know, everything's fair game.
2: (laughs) I would say, yeah, I think it was more so that this movie was set in the 80s, and that's, like, how marriages were. Like, that was the steps you took, right? Like get married you get your degree you go to college you get the house you get the kids and wham bam thank you ma'am that's life and that's what he was like not coming to terms with he's like oh shit I actually have to do these things but I know we haven't talked about this but like he was saying it seemed like they started off in one direction for his character and maybe it was too much for the time frame but Alec Baldwin whole, you mean yeah All the right. whole opening scene basically with them in the car was just like very not bromance vibes, but like I'm secretly in love with you vibes. And then they just like turned it down a notch through the rest of the film.
1: Broke back Baldwin. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I didn't get that impression. I got that they were just friends and maybe that's why I've never really responded to Greg's advances towards me because I just didn't see him. But, Big fact. <laughs> but you know, ultimately Bacon said the line along the lines of that he liked the girl just as much as his character did, you know, and I thought that that was the indication, but now that you say it, it certainly feels like it's there. Hindsight's 2020. 20.
0: I don't want to tell you to rewatch this on Pluto because <laughs> I'm not that type of friend, but just go back and watch the opening scene of them in the car and then them at the altar because just even alec baldwin's mannerisms how he's holding a cigarette and like everything dude i'm it was just so weird how it just went from one side to the other to me
1: <laughs> yeah i mean you might be onto something there ba- baldwin's character you know i know kind of what he represented he kind of represented the life bacon's character thought he wanted you know wild and free and whatever and then at the end he's like oh i, I don't want that And, obviously, Baldwin didn't even want that. His character was unfulfilled. But I want to go back to your point about the chemistry between the two leads, McGovern and Baconator. Look, I'm not a great actor. I could show chemistry with Baconator. I mean, that dude, that dude is... Who couldn't? I know. He's a chemistry set ready to just work with anybody. I agree with you. I just didn't see it. I haven't really looked. I mean, I saw her on IMDb, other stuff, and I was like, I didn't know that was her. I didn't really get much from her in this. Spoiler alert, it was a little toxic for her to just get rid of her birth control and not talk about it beforehand. I mean, I don't know what it's like to be a woman, but that seems like a conversation you should have with your significant other. I think I've talked about this song in this show called Crazy Ex-Girlfriend. And there's this song, you know, it's a comedy show, but it has really funny songs. It's a musical show. I love it. It's one of my favorite shows of all time. And there's a song in it called "Life Is Not a Movie," and it talks about how if you watched a movie that was like real life, you'd be like, "What was that movie about?" Like, it, it, life doesn't make narrative sense. In a lot of ways, I feel like Hughes tried to make a movie as realistic as possible. You know, like now I'm not saying the story the story didn't track. I feel like you did it did track, but it, it felt like weird. And part of it spoke to me in a bigger way because of that. Because Bacon's character, Jake or Jefferson, which I didn't know Jake was the nickname for Jefferson, he's not satisfied with the choices he's made. And that's something I think any person can resonate with, right? Like, I had dreams, I had aspirations, had all this. But then he has this really cool character growth where it's like, when the life he's built that maybe that wasn't what he originally planned when that was in jeopardy, there was a real sadness. And then when, you know, it's a, it's has a happy ending. Everybody, when that returned to him, you see a contentment, you see happiness. And I I really think that's actually just a great picture of life in general. And that's where Hughes does shine is showing us, Hey, this world is flawed. You're probably, whatever you want in life is probably not going to turn out exactly how you thought it would, but it's still good. It can still be good and you can choose to be happy. And I thought that aspect of this movie was really well done. I don't know why I had that weird pause between well and done, but there it was. So thoughts.
0: Well, I, I do agree. And I see the old adage of, Go to school, get married, be happy. That was 70s, 80s, 90s, everything. I I think it's tried and true to everything. And like I said, my only big, not my only big, I have some big concerns with this movie. But like the whole flashback where they're in college and they give each other this very flirtatious vibe. That is the only time I believe that they like each other. I think that this movie isn't finished. I think if you did a part two of it in retrospect of 80s parents. Uh, divorce? No, I'm just kidding. They would be divorced. They would <laughs> they would 100% have been divorced. Uh, the kid would be spending two Christmases both sides of the family. It just it seemed like that's – you're right. It, it was real because I – divorce – You know, growing up, when I I was going through school in the 90s, I'm sure, Mindy, if you experienced this too, like, a lot of my friends were getting divorced. My parents got married in the 80s. They didn't really love each other. You
1: mean like my married friends in in elementary school? (laughs) Well, not my married friends, sorry. (laughs) My
0: my parents of my friends. I get what you're saying. It
1: just took me a second.
0: (laughs) (laughs) So I don't know. I see the realness in it too. And it's funny, you bring up also a song, which... My biggest complaint about this entire movie is how awful the soundtrack is. So, so bad. The ambient noise, specify if you're watching this uh, and you have like a remastered version or whatever. It's not what I'm talking about because, yes, I understand why the music is so loud and off like to the rest of the movies because they didn't remaster or whatever. That part, the volume of it, I'm not complaining about. It was so out of place, a lot of like where it was just ambient noise. But the turning point of where I really hated this soundtrack was the song. I don't know what the title of it is, but it's Apron Strings. And oh, <laughs> like, yeah, that, that was that. I kind of <laughs> like that one because that was oh, a montage. It was, a ter- it was too slow of a song to be a montage of what they were doing. It was just, it felt like somebody was stuck in first gear and they didn't know how to shift. <laughs>
1: it's just so did was... you notice who the composer for this movie was Mm-mm. Stuart Copeland the drummer from the police interesting now some of these were already songs that they just used but you know I I was like wait when I saw that Stuart Copeland I'm a big police fan uh, but I'm not a big enough fan to know that he was actually American sting is British but he was American I didn't know that and he, he was he was a composer for movies for years so I will say you're right about Sometimes the music comes in. There's a lot of music in this movie. A lot of music. Yeah. That's the 80s baby.
2: That's the 80s baby.
1: 80s expert Mindy over here. <laughs> she did a lot of cocaine before she came on to prepare for this. Yeah,
2: like a whole lot. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah.
1: We'll take eight balls of cocaine. Well, yeah. Do
2: <laughs> we need
0: eight? Yes, eight. Yes, it's the weekend, sure. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah. Uh, Mindy, what are your thoughts about, like, character story and and just how this movie played out
2: like he was saying like the chemistry was not great like elizabeth mcgovern like you want to call her mcgowan like rose mcgowan um at least but, it wasn't mcdonald's sure
0: elizabeth mcdonald's
2: her acting in general it's just like she was so disconnected from what her character actually should have been like she was so bougie like, for no reason, like I understand like she wanted the nice house and the nice furniture and that's like a point she made like your mom always runs us down blah blah blah, but she could have still done that and had like a warmer connection with Jake. She honestly ruined this movie for me just because it was she was so out of place and she is the the main character, the love interest and like I just wanted to see so so much more from that. Like we said, it's Kevin Bacon. How can you not have chemistry with him?
1: Bring him in the room right now. I'll right. fall in love, you know?
2: Right,
0: exactly. And we kind of talked about this last night. I want Mindy to keep talking, but like she's talking about this actress. I almost think that he wanted to cast Ali Sheedy from Breakfast Club. B- they look so similar uh, in this movie, but I would have enjoyed her a lot more, I think, than this. But I also would have enjoyed the Energizer Bunny a little bit more than her. Just
2: anything. He just keeps
1: going. He just keeps going, <laughs> Anyway, sorry. Go
2: ahead. I don't even know where I was at. (laughs) (laughs) Energizer
1: Bunny really threw her for a loop.
2: Yeah, yeah. No, and also now you know
1: what to wear on your honeymoon one day. Energizer Bunny. (laughs) Yeah,
2: that big big (laughs) throw. No, and also like the storyline for me, like you said, it's like a really real life. Like it was just, but real life is boring. You know what I mean? Real life is just so boring, and it everything about the storyline was just so surface. It just wasn't enough to draw me into certain scenarios. Like, well, like there's the parts where he's like daydreaming. right? And he, yes. And it's like, those are funny for me. And like that I could have done more with, like that was like more in touch with what they were wanting. But other than that, it was just, like I said, just so surface. Like they didn't touch on really any real raw emotion to it.
1: The daydreaming stuff was interesting, especially with the fake girl
2: yeah that was
1: i didn't see that coming like i thought maybe it'd be like a or like a vacation type situation where the girl he keeps seeing on the freeway and things like that and it started out that way but then no it it became and i kind of saw where hughes was going with it 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 became this romanticized version of the life that got away from bacon you know and in his mind he's like oh this is this is what i could have had this is better than what i have now And then she goes away. But I don't think it really hit the mark. And I think when you said it's too real, it's kind of boring. I think that's exactly how I felt. It's hard for us to root for a guy. Oh, I'm sorry. You got married to this girl you say you love. And now you have to get a job. Boo hoo hoo. Oh, Mm -hmm. no. Oh, you got a job at an ad agency in Chicago in the big metropolitan area. Oh, man. Life is hard. Yeah, right. You bought a house in the suburbs. Oh, your lawnmower's not as good as your neighbor's? (laughs) Who cares, you know? But I will say that probably meant a lot more to an 80s audience than it does to us. Because, you know, they're the yuppie generation. Expectations were really high for them. I mean, they were supposed to be like the most successful generation ever. And for him to, you know, how he quit school and that weird flashback with his uh, grandpa talking about going to get the master's degree and stuff like that. That part was probably really rebellious, and that's where I think Hughes was probably putting a little bit more of himself in there. But I just felt like I didn't care. Like, I get it. Uh, It it helped that it was bacon. If it was someone else, I would have cared less. It felt like this whole time, this guy didn't want to do the right thing and that's I think that was the biggest difference that I saw in in a good man as opposed to this character
2: yeah and like we I say we because I'm sitting in the background most of the time you guys are recording so I hear everything you record you guys talk about like the relatability that Hughes makes his movies and how realistic everything is but it's like There's still some fantasy to his movies, especially like Ferris Bueller, like stuff like that. There's still some fantasy to it. So for me, this was just too real. Like it wasn't the same charisma that he has in directing in the other movies that he has. Breakfast Club, 16 Candles, stuff like that. Yeah, and I
0: I also agree, too, and I almost wonder if this movie just didn't fall by the wayside. You know, I kind of mentioned, and I've been thinking about this the whole time we've been sitting here. I mentioned, and I think Mindy agrees, too, this movie, like, went in a different direction halfway through. And I wonder if it's because there was two other movies going through production at the same time as this movie. So if this was, like, (laughs) the red-headed stepchild... Of a movie, would you care much less about it when you're also filming and producing the Great Outdoors and another movie that we've reviewed, Planes, Trains, and Automobiles? Like those, those two movies are huge as far as you know, on destination, going places. These big name actors, da 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 da. I'm not saying Kevin Bacon's not a no name actor, and it's funny because he even cameos in Planes, Trains, and Automobiles. I can't not think that knowing that because the, all three of these movies were being filmed at the same time. This one I felt just got a little bit, I don't know. It just muddled. muddled. Yeah. 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 It it was, it it fell by the wayside in my opinion.
1: I think you're absolutely right. And I think it actually shows in this movie, like Hughes is, I don't know if he had children. I have not done that research, but I, I feel like, that scene where Bacon's at the ad agency and he's got the baby. and He can't get rid of the baby. And so much stuff is going on around him. Uh, and there's actually some truly comedic stuff in there. I mean, he is juggling so many films all at once. The dude has to be fried. That's probably where the scene I saw him the most in where it's like, someone take this baby from me. I don't want to deal with it. You know, we talked about when we did weird science, which is one I love. He didn't even want to do that. He he wanted to just work on Breakfast Club. Someone like uh, John Favreau, who like his career very similar to Hughes in a lot of way, and he made that movie Chef, that was about a chef who you know obviously wanted to do his own thing and was controlled by the restaurant owner, and then went off and did a food truck and whatever. And so it's like I see a lot of parallels for that. The tone of this movie is different. Like it's it's a comedy at times. It's a drama. It's a serious drama. At other times, I don't know. Have you ever seen that marriage story? I think it's called on Netflix with uh, Kylo Ren and Black Widow.
0: Oh, I've wanted to see that. I've just not. When that movie came out, I was going through a breakup, so I never watched it. Sweet. <laughs> yeah. So I've been wait. I told. I showed you that trailer. It's Scarlett Johansson and that and Adam Driver. And yeah. It's like, they they're going through a divorce. I think is the movie.
1: It's it's crazy. It's it's yeah. a hard watch in a lot it of ways. Looks super it's, intense. Yeah, yeah, do not watch it on your honeymoon. Um <laughs> uh I'll give Good you the advice. list of approved honeymoon titles. Yeah, it's we'll just,
2: be, be sure to run that by you first. Yes, please do,
1: please do. It'll just be biodome. We'll
2: run the positions by you also.
1: <laughs> You'll watch Biodome, uh in well, the army now, so. just poly shore movies. So
0: that's what we do already. Yeah,
1: that's that's, <laughs> that's how you make coitus to that.
0: Yeah. Uh, john oh hughes man had uh two children john J- john had uh john hughes the third and james hughes this ah, was john he does. john john had a john son okay
2: john <laughs>
1: a john son nice a john yeah. son, a john son. <laughs> yeah yeah that that scene was actually really well done the whole bringing the wife to the hospital because i feel like that's you know when we were kids when any baby was being born on tv it was like oh my god we gotta get there right now oh god oh she's you know it, it happens this was one of the only movies i remember where it's like i'm fine let's go and you know the dad's freaking out the mom's actually quite calm and then you know spoiler alert a complication happens and that was that was really well done and i have to say the weird like you guys said muddled journey to get to the end while not always fun I think the ending did deliver, I just agree. like a baby. No, I'm scared.
2: Was that a pun, John?
1: I know. No, I'm very, very so good. good at this.
2: He's on at This one. It was good. <laughs>
1: it, it was, was good. Kind of Are we getting ready. our coffee talk voices ready? It was
2: good. He's
0: not terrible. He's not terrible. <laughs> he's trying to one up me from my uh my movie genre suggestion for for March.
1: We'll uh, definitely tease that later because because Greg deserves a Pulitzer for <laughs> for what he came up with. I I've been laughing about it all day, but.
0: Uh, Well, John, why don't you keep talking for
1: me and give me your favorite scene? That's a tough one. So I loved the weird lawnmower choreography just because I loved those neighbors, the two getting the one guy from Beverly Hills Cop and the other guy who's been in like a thousand. I mean, he was in Billy Madison, Carl. Mm -hmm. I thought they were a great addition and I've kind of had interactions with neighbors on a lesser degree that was like that, but uh, that was really good. But I, I kind of choked up during the hospital scene at the end. You could see his father-in-law. Bacon's looking over at his father-in-law. And you can kind of see his father-in-law give him approval, which he's wanted from him for a long time. So those are my two scenes. Uh, they yeah. were they were really beautifully done. Yeah, I only asked for one, but that's okay. That's um, what I do. I'm the Double of scenes.
2: <laughs> what a great song,
1: uh, Mindy, what
0: about you?
2: You know, as much as we have bagged on it, I will say the opening scene in the car is actually my favorite because life is starting, like it's hitting them, you know, and the blind that he says, I think it's Alec Baldwin that says that he's like, you're going to be happy. You're just not going to know it. Like that was, dang it. Beautiful. (laughs) It was such a like, yeah, it got me. That's life. You know what I mean? Like that's going to happen. You're not going to know. So Jesus (laughs) Jesus <laughs> Christ crying
0: on the podcast dang it <laughs>
2: there's there's something in my eye and it's cold outside and I Greg just was cutting here. onions earlier <laughs>
0: <laughs> man my favorite scene John you picked mine with the lawnmower choreography dance I mean that was just dynamite I mean I can't be- I can't imagine how much time that took and also I just love any movie with Edie and we've seen her in so many movies planes trains and automobiles yeah. and She's gonna be in Ferris Bueller next week for Treasure. a week. Like don't you know? she, she's she's gonna be just one real righteous dude. With that being said, I was laughing a lot at the faces the baby was making to Kevin Bacon's faces that he was making when he were checking out the girls in their bra and underwear. It was just matched and melded so perfectly. And I would love to see a behind the scenes video of what they had in front of that baby to get him to do those faces specifically. But that was done really, really well if it wasn't for the lawnmower scene. So we'll go... Well, we should, we should
1: definitely say an honorable mention to the the credit scene with all those people giving their advice on the names for the baby. I mean, Aykroyd was so funny. I mean, it's one of the funniest scenes. And then yeah. Candy comes in there and then Ferris Bueller, not Matthew Broderick, Ferris Bueller, Ferris Bueller. <laughs> comes in there and you're like, oh, okay. Did not know that was happening, so shout out to the credit scene
0: yeah and i was wondering i said to Minnie, i was like man they must have filmed this movie like on or around the cheers lot because yes yes all, all of the cast was, you guys you know you had woody woody harrelson you had uh ted danson Tim, yeah ted danson kirstie alley uh cliff why can't i, cliff. Remember, I remember his name Damn. i just call him ham
1: from toy story so
0: <laughs> or the yeti from monster yeah Monsters, yeah or the oh, oh no, Man. that's right <laughs> it's lemon uh it's, <laughs> um, all right
1: but let's let's rate this sucker okay i'll go yeah, first, I to yeah, go go ahead, first. you know it was a roller coaster you guys know i like roller coasters but there were times i was ready to rate this movie like a four but there was other times i was ready to rate this movie like an eight so to be fair i'm gonna go a seven because the ending really landed for me as an old man now who has two kids who life did not turn out exactly how I thought it would but I really love it at the same time not just because I have to because I could split at any time and um I'm not I don't want credit for it but I also want you to know I could Lauren, you're if you're listening, I could leave at any moment.
2: Real stand-up guy, John. John, she's behind you. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, what about you, Mindy?
2: You know, the storyline is there. It could be delivered better, obviously. Too real. Too real. The acting wasn't all on par for me. Uh, there were highlights, like you said, like the mower scene is freaking hilarious, like those little like weird flashbacks for him. I oh man would i watch this again no so i'm gonna go with five
1: firm but fair mindy
2: hey five's all you need
1: <laughs> that's, that's what my wife got answer when answer. she married me was a five um, <laughs> <laughs> We know, on a were good day
0: directions on that joke
2: <laughs> you take that how you want <laughs>
1: <laughs> all right greg take us home
0: uh you know you guys are all speaking gospel with this movie i mean Yes, this movie had a great ending, and there were some really great parts about it, but the movie was too bogged down with stuff that just did not flow in the movie. For example, the acting was not great. The soundtrack was miserable at times, and the chemistry between also the actors was another thing, so this might be one of the lowest-rated movies I've ever done on this podcast, but I am going 4.5 out of 10.
1: Wah-wah.
2: See, I wasn't
1: the lowest. No, no. That's okay. To give you guys a little teaser of what's to come, we have one more John Hughes movie. We're going to do Ferris Bueller. We have some special guests for that.
0: Oh, you ruined it.
1: That's what I do. I ruin things. (laughs) That was in my wedding vows, too. I'm going to ruin your life. We're going to take a little bit of break here. That was a terrible way to say that. We're going to take a little break in uh, February. We've got some big things coming, and... Do you want me to spoil the awesome name you made for our next theme?
0: I I do, but I also want to tease the the other thing because this happens every four years. We have a leap year this year, ladies and gentlemen, and just because of that, February we are going to take a break, like John said, but we're going to have a special recording for a review. We were asked to review a movie by somebody that released it, so we'll get to that when we get to that. But watch out for that in February. But John. What are we going to be doing in March
1: that I came up with? <laughs> martial arts movies, and it's going to be martial arts. <laughs> it's beautiful.
2: You let him get away with this? <laughs> oh,
1: I encourage this in every way. We were texting <laughs> all day. I, Oh, my God. It felt, it, 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 it's destiny. So with that, please follow us on all our socials, Facebook and Instagram. If you ever want a guest. Or talk about a movie. Just let us know. Reach out over Instagram. And, Slide
0: into the guys. Yeah, and
1: we're gonna go ahead and roll on up out of here and film some random stranger having a baby at the hospital without their permission. Just kidding. That's illegal. Bye. Bye. Bye.